0: some time alone. I hope you enjoy this episode of Equipped to Be. Good morning and welcome to Equipped to Be. I am your host, Connie Albers, and I'm glad you're listening to the episode today. Thanks for tuning in. It means the world to me just to be able to be with you and spend time together. Talking about the things that matter, the things that help you build a closer family, the things that help you Become the person God has for you to be as you are leading, directing, and guiding your children in all manner of life. Well this episode I'm going to tell you is it's the first episode that I've done in 2021 that specifically focused on the new year, the new administration, and what those changes are actually going to be and mean for you guys, uh, for me, for all of us, for our children. And I specifically focus on, like, what's it going to look like for our kids? And that's what I want to focus on in this episode, post-election, you know, post-election, post-inauguration, there's just been so much drama that I personally, I've just wanted to be quiet. You can get caught up in the passion, which, you know, that's good that there's such there's been such passion and vigor and, and uh, fighting, not fighting in the literal sense, but just, you know, a battle of ideologies, let's say. And that can be great, but it can also just kind of be detrimental. So here we are, 27 days into January. And I will tell you, it feels like uh, it's been a half a year already, and it's only been a few weeks. Do you feel like that too? Well, we know that things are different. Things have changed since the inauguration. I don't know if you got to see it or not. I, I would love to hear if, what your thoughts were. Certainly there was a lot of tension and drama leading up to it. Now that everything is settled, what next? What next for you? What next for your family? How do we move forward? That's what we're going to talk about. I recently, like I said, this only been, you know, here we are just a few weeks or a month into 2021, and I feel like I've lived a half a year just with all that's gone on uh, within our family, within our country, within our community, lots of conversations. I bet you've had a lot of conversations as well, and I'm sure you've had lots of thoughts, fear, frustration, confusion, feeling attacked. Maybe you're the attacker. Maybe you've said or done things that uh, maybe, you know, you're kind of thinking about right now. What do we do going forward? First thing I want to say is we're going to be praying. There's some really good friends of mine that have some podcasts, and, and they specifically focus on prayer. Did you listen to last week's episode uh, with uh, Brittany Ann? That was falling in love with God's Word. You know, I spent a lot of time with Brittany Ann, and I was on her podcast, as I mentioned back before, focusing on Parenting Beyond the Rules, and her book came out, you know, Falling falling in Love with God, Falling in Love with God's Word. And I really emphasized the importance of knowing God's Word. How do you know truth if you don't know His Word? If you're not spending time in it, how do you know what to do? How do you know when to use and apply God's Word? Because He has an answer for everything that's going on. There's nothing new. The battle, the conflict, the 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 truth-seeking, the pushing the envelope, the trying to change society and culture and, you know, all manner of stuff has been going on. The gaslighting, I think I've talked about that before. There is a lot of gaslighting. No, no, no. What you're seeing isn't really what you're seeing. Well, I'm seeing it though, right? Well, let's pick up from where Brittany Ann and I were dressing, and that is praying. Praying. You know, God does and speaks to us a good deal on the importance of prayer. You know, prayer gives us a sense of peace. And why do we pray so much and why should we pray so much? Well, because many of you have been praying for a certain outcome. You've been praying for this to happen or that to happen, and, and you had all your hopes on, you know, God was going to do something. Maybe he did. Maybe he didn't, or maybe he did and you didn't know that that was the answer he wanted. And I'm going to encourage you and exhort you to be praying. Don't, don't not pray. Don't move on from the most important thing you can do, which is spending time in God's word, and then prayer. Prayer gives us a sense of peace. That's, Pretty important because peace will settle our heart. Peace gives us calmness. Prayer provides a role model for your kids. Handle all things with prayer and supplication. God's pretty clear about that. You know, when you pray and you practice the art of prayer, your kids are learning from that. They're learning that when when there's confusion or there's hard times or there's maybe a lack of faith, maybe desperation. That your first thing is not to flip on the news, (laughs) but the first thing is to get on your knees and pray. Maybe go for a walk or sit in a special place that you have in your house, uh, maybe a prayer closet that you might have. Prayer gives us protection. It gives us protection. We ask the Lord to protect us from. There's a lot going on in the culture. Prayer gives us hope. And you know, all that we have been through as a country, as a community, as a family, you know, prayer gives us hope because God's word tells us to pray. Pray expectantly, expecting God to show up and hear your prayers. God, God's God has watched all of this play out. And you may be thinking, yeah, but he didn't do what you thought he was going to do. Maybe he did what exactly what he knew needed to be done. Because after all, he is God. He doesn't second guess. He's not wondering, hmm, what should I do? Prayer gives you stability. You know what? Prayer also helps you find joy and confidence. And thinking of my point about being a role model, you know, it's very important that as we move forward in 2021, we still have a lot of changes we're going to be going through. We're going to see massive shifts in many areas of our lives. Because we have new people at the helm of decision-making. And one thing that I often say is, if you're not in the position of a decision maker on those levels, you really don't know what's going on. And we can speculate, and we can conjure up, or we can think we know, or we hear a friend who says they're a friend of a friend who does know, but something's always added or deleted. We never really know the full story, but God does know the full story. And as you move forward and I move forward in 2021 we need to be resilient and prepared prepared for change change is constant we've we've endured a lot of change the last 4 years i mean we just that's just the nature of life constant changes a battle for the culture, for the heart, the mind, and the soul of the people, the going after your children to convince them of a certain ideology that you may or may not agree with. Those are all real. Those are all things your kids are having to to face and, and deal with, right? And we don't think about that, but that's what you're facing right now. So what do we do? Well, as we transition and we pivot into the new changes of 2021, we're gonna we're gonna make sure that we set aside time for prayer, consistent prayer. I'm gonna remind you pull your journals out. If you haven't started using a journal, I I use them all the time. As a matter of fact, I was speaking this last week and I brought like four or five of my journals. Now I don't like the real thick ones because I can't travel well with them. So I buy these very thin moleskine. I can get them in bulk online. And so I, I get them from that company and get various colors. And then they ha, they serve a different purpose. So I have a prayer journal, things I'm praying for for my children, things that they're asking me to pray for, for my family, for my own personal dreams and goals and desires, things that I'm working on. I keep notes for my podcast on there, ideas that I have. And I have different journals for different parts of my life because my life is not all one thing. It's compartmentalized, right? Just like yours. You may have a journal for what you want to accomplish around the house with school or with each child, but I still have, like you know, and if you've read my book, Parenting Beyond the Rules, I talk about my plan of Albertson action and how I would take notes about my children. I still do that. My children are all adults. I spend an enormous amount of time with my kids. I've, I've had people say, oh yeah, but you're not you're not actively doing this anymore, not actively doing that anymore. (laughs) I I always have to laugh by that because I'm thinking, and your point is, (laughs) what what is your point? You stop being a parent, you stop leading your children, you stop interacting? No. Is it different? Yes. Did you go stupid? No. Did you forget? Hardly. What does that have to do with this? Well, you know, people, I I know, I, I know where you are. I when I was speaking at this event this week, one of my kids went with me. My daughter went with me, and just kind of hung out while I was doing my thing. And I had these wonderful—I love the conversations that follow after I've been speaking. It was—it's the first uh, live event that I have been to uh, in 2021, uh, that that I've spoken to in 2021, and I'm excited because you know there's a lot more coming, and I can't wait. If if you have an organization, a leadership group or a co-op or a school function or something like that, uh, let me know. I'd love to come and speak for your group, whether it's online or whether it's in person. Just, you know, let me know. You can, you can message me and we can talk about that. But the after conversations are always the richest because you've shared your, your thoughts and uh, whatever God's laid on your heart. For me, it was this message was keeping the heart of your child in a world trying to steal it away. And so I got to hear all these rich, wonderful stories. And some of the things I heard was, well, what can I do? Okay, so I've already said to pray. And what what can you do? Continue to engage. Yes, things are shifting and changing. We're going to see massive pivots in our culture, in our education field. We're already seeing it. We're already seeing what's happened with cancel culture. But what do you do with your kids? You got to find out like where they are. How do you lead them? You lead them by understanding their world. You lead them by understanding how they're processing the world around them. How are they taking it all in? You may have some children that are flat out oblivious to everything that's going on. They're the kind of kids that show up, they're in the moment, And they're not really looking backwards. They're not looking forwards. They're really not even looking around. They're just, they're there. They're having a great time right now in this moment with whatever's going on. You have children that are very much interested and in tune with what's going on. And some of them could be a little concerned if you have older children, you know, middle school or high schoolers, they're concerned. Will I ever go back to school? Did you know there's 40 million children in the United States that are doing some form of education at home, just think about that, wrap your head around that, 40 million. That's a significant number because a year ago, well, 10 months ago, there was a little over a couple million. So you see, you've already been living through a massive change and pivot. So your kids are probably wondering, now what? What's 2021 going to look like? Will I ever go back to school? Will I ever be able to play my sports? Will we ever do X, Y, Z? Will we ever be able to take off the mask? Will we ever be able to just live normal? And we aren't that far away from knowing what normal is. I don't know if we're going to go back to normal for a while. It's not looking like it, depending on where you live. I happen to live in a great state that does, uh, is pretty normal. It's pretty, pretty amazing. But I don't know what that's going to look like. I don't know how much that's going to change. You have to show your children the path. Uh, while I was speaking at this conference, this, the, you know several moms were talking about how their kids are processing the world around them, and they're hearing all the talking points. They're hearing the propaganda pieces. They're seeing the double standards. They see the hypocrisy. They see how people have just been flat out attacking each other, canceling each other. Some of your kids might be scared they're going to be canceled. Why would they be canceled? Why, why would they be canceled, Connie? I don't know what you're talking about. Well, because we're in a very divisive period of time where if your thoughts or feelings or ideology or convictions or beliefs don't line up with others, there's not a lot of grace and room for listening and understanding. I was at an event this last week, and I was talking with a young woman who lived in a very locked downish kind of city. And we were, I just listened to her talk. And she, she wanted me to know that what's really been going on through her lens. And I sat and listened to the whole thing. She sees things very, very differently than I see them. But we were able to have a conversation. And she was so shocked that I was listening to her that she said, you do know I have, I believe like this, right? (laughs) I had to laugh. I'm like, yes, I know that you're still, but you're still a human being standing in front of me. You still want a good life for you and your family. You still want to keep working. You still want to live life. You have things that are important to you, might not be important to me, and I have things that matter to me that might not matter to you, but, you know, we can still have a conversation. And I just leaned in and listened to all that she had to share. And what was amazing is she was quite shocked that somebody would want to hear what she would have to say, even though we had very big differences. See, I'm not going to change anybody by ranting and raving and having melodrama, calling people names. I'm over that. I, I'm, I'm tuning people out on social media. If all they do is rant and rave and call people names, I don't have time for that. It's not good. And that's on both sides, folks, both sides of this political stuff. If you got a lot of drama on the one side and all you're doing is, is just, I, I can't do it. And same for the other side, just can't do it. I'm going to treat people with civility. We have to model that to our children. So when we pray, those are some of the things we pray for, that we would have wisdom to speak in a way that our words would land in a tender place of somebody else's heart. I I use that uh, phrase for my book, Parenting Beyond the Rules, when we are talking to our children, let the words that you speak land in a tender place of your child's heart. But you know, that actually applies to every area, and every conversation that we have. I can promise you, if I'm, if I'm just mouthing off, if I'm just criticizing you or telling you how stupid you are, or I'm telling you how ridiculous you are, or how off you are, or how far you've, you've whatever, guess what? There's not going to be an enlightened moment where somebody goes, oh, yeah, thank you. Now I get it. No, that's just not going to happen. What's going to change is listening and responding in a way that has that irresistible tone of love and kindness and grace. So as you move forward in 2021, I want you to be praying for those things that I mentioned earlier, specifically, and knowing that peace comes through prayer, hope comes through prayer. Joy comes through prayer. Confidence comes through prayer. As we pray, we are being a role model to our children of every age. Young children have that childlike faith. It gets harder as our kids grow older. Because they think that if I immediately pray, I should get an immediate response. And a a yes, you know, God's just like the yes, God. Okay, you pray for that? Yes, I'll give it to you. That's not the way faith works. But you do have to lead your children. And this is a period of time where we're going to have to be, as parents, very discerning. We want to monitor our mouth. We want to give our children the tools, the wisdom, the discernment, and the skill to be effective communicators, to be able to work in a society made up of very different ideologies, to live in a culture without being afraid. And I know, mom and dad, it it can be a little fearful. Some of you, no, know, I mean, I talked to this one woman. She's like, I, I quit watching any news a while ago. She goes, I just couldn't handle it. I'm like, great. So she's actually very happy. She's not on social media, not watching the news. She does get some news, right? She's not like totally got her head in the sand or anything, but she's happy. And she's able just to raise her children. She's homeschooling. They're doing lot. They're living life. They're not living life based on what's on the nightly news cycle or the 24-7 news cycle. But how you lead your children is going to be critical to their future. From not just for the next four years or eight years, but period. I was sitting with my daughter. We were out of town while I was speaking. She went away with me like I told you. And she just started opening up about the, her future. What is that future going to look like now that everything's going to be different? And we just talked about her concerns and how she would navigate all the decisions that are before her. And I had to say to her, when um, my last point for our, our, our conversation today is it, we've got to show our kids a path because it can get pretty hopeless. It can feel, depending on your lens. You know, this one woman that I was speaking with at the event I told you about that was, has a very different view of what the next four years are going to be like. It's going to be utopia. Things are going to be amazing and wonderful. And everything's going to be just fab fabulous. I talk to others and they're very concerned. But you have to show your kids a path a real path an honest path you want to tell your children what's going on and and like i said to the folks i was speaking with but you have to do it in doses in ways that fits them so if you have very sensitive type of kids whatever their ages you you got to tell them the truth in a in a softer maybe smaller dose amount or maybe just the highlights if you have children that are completely oblivious to what's going on, just happy-go-lucky, they're positive kids, yeah, everything's going to be just fine. You have to inform them, but you don't have to go into great detail because they're very positive people. They're going to find a way to navigate all that's before them. They're going to they're find the positivity in whether they stay home in their house for the next three or four months. They just need to know you're guiding them and showing them, like, how to navigate just right now. Being discerning, being careful what you say, how you say it. It doesn't mean you don't say anything, it just means just just being mindful that we're in a shift right now. And then, if you have children that are very factual, logical, interested, they wanna know more, they wanna solve problems, they're problem solvers, they're strategic. You can give them a lot more information. You can also give them case studies. But you have to do it in a manner that fits the child that you have before you. You can't bring everybody together and sit down and have this one long talk. I mean, you can if it's a highlight reel. Just, hey, I'm just giving you the highlights. But if it's more than that, you're going to have to address matters individually. And the reason I'm saying that is because... You want them to understand the world that's going on, the shifting, the changing, the pivoting. You want them to understand that now in a way that fits them. And, and that also goes for you. You're, you're going to be having to make adjustments and pivots. I mean, everybody is. That's the nature of uh, elections. There's a shift in ideology. There's a shift in power. And if we keep looking to the federal level, we can get very, frankly, we can get very discouraged. We now know about corruption. We see it. It's not like we just say, oh, they're just a bunch of, you know, corrupt politicians. No, we've actually seen and read and heard. And depending on how involved you are, you've seen and heard maybe enough or enough to make you want to know more. I don't know. But, you know, the real changes that happen for your daily life happen in your local and state, in your communities. That's where the real things that apply to you on a daily basis take place. So teach your children that. Teach your children that things do change. I think it was uh, President Obama who said, elections have consequences, Elections had consequences in 2016. Elections had consequences in 2020. And with every time, we keep adjusting and moving forward. And the people cycle in, the people cycle out. People are shifted around from one place to another. It's to be determined what's going to happen. I don't know. I have my ideas, but again, I am not in a voted position of power where I have, you know, direct intel. I do have a lot because I get to interact with quite a few people from varying sectors of our society, but nothing that I'm going to straight up say, hey, this is the way it's going to be. I, I don't know. I, I pay attention, so I will encourage you to pay attention, to be aware to get informed, and to stay engaged. That's going to help you as you prepare for all the changes that are coming your way. That is going to help you lead and guide your kids in the way that they should go. And see, when you spend time in God's Word and you know what His Word says and how to solve problems before you, and realizing that, hey, so much of this has happened before in history, What did God do? Well, God always shows up. God always works in the heart of his people. It's just he says that. It's a promise. You have to believe that promise. And you got to pray. So grab those prayer journals. You don't have to. I I know I'm part of a lot of prayer journals, and I've written for many. I used to write some back in the day, and now I've just got my little notebooks. It works for me. I don't have time to color in them and use a bunch of stickers. It's just, I don't have time for that in my life. You might, that might, that might be therapeutic for you. What works for you is, is okay. But create a prayer journal, a running prayer journal, and be amazed at how God works in and through your family. And then be vigilant about praying for your kids. And ask the Lord to give you decisions that the words of your mouth the words that come out of your mouth are going to be good for your kids to hear. Truth can be hard, but truth is also good. And like my daughter asked me when we were um, out this week, just spending some time together because, you know, she was with me at that event. She asked me, you know, what I thought, how she should handle something. And I and I literally had to pause because it's not so much if she asks me how would I handle it? Then I'm free to say how I would handle it. But when she says, what do you think I should do? I I have to be way more careful with that. Why? Because how I would handle something might be different than how she handles something. So give sage advice to your kids. Expect the unexpected. Be prepared in and out of season. God is still on the throne. God is still at work. This political process that we've all been, oh, riding this storm, so tsunami almost, guess what? We're on the other side. And now we're just going to be learning more and more how that's going to impact our lives from the federal to the state, to the county, to the city, to your community, to your church. But just know this. God loves you. God wants what's best for you. He loves his children. He wants what's best for your children. He will lead you and guide you. you got some work to do. You're going to have to be vigilant. You're going to have to be diligent. You're going to have to persevere. And I tell you what, going back to my point earlier, you're going to have to be resilient. You have to find a way. You know, disruption always leads to innovation. So look for ways that you can become problem solvers, solution fixers in our new changing 2021. It's going to be different for a while. It always is. Don't lose hope. Don't get discouraged. God is still on the throne and he is still leading and directing your family. God bless. Thanks for joining me for this episode of Equipped to Be. I hope this was helpful for you and you got some practical tips and takeaways that you can be applying today. I can't wait for you to join me next week on Equipped to Be. And until then, have a great week. Well, that wraps up this episode of Equipped to Be. If you enjoyed this show, please share it with a friend or family member and hit subscribe so you don't miss a show. And thank you again for joining me. Remember that we are equipped for every season of life.